Today, from the International Gospel Hour, let's be like the Apostle Paul and really know Christ and the power of His resurrection, a power that is unlike any other. That's today, from the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. On Jordan's stormy banks I stand and the castle Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For 80 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. Starting now. Thank you to our J-Webb and greetings to everyone. It is a joy to have you with us once again. Wherever you may be listening to our broadcast, we appreciate you choosing to listen to us, to take the time to spend in a study of the Word of God. Our programming from the International Gospel Hour is programming that we make available worldwide. After all, we do call it international. And people listen to us through a variety of tools and even by the tool of which you are using now. We are thankful for that opportunity and ask that you stay with us on our broadcast a little bit later. Our J-Web will tell you about our friends at HouseToHouse.com. We'll tell you about a wonderful study called Victory in Jesus, and we'll even give you a little information about our YouTube channel. That's right, folks. You listen to us, but now you're able to see us through the use of our YouTube channel, and we're grateful for that opportunity as well. We treasure each and every listener of the International Gospel Hour, and we want to make certain that your time with us is profitable and worthwhile. Let's consider Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 through 11 as we begin. When the Apostle Paul said, Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being conformed to His death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Notice that I may know Him. Paul desired to know Christ. After all, you think, well, he did know Christ. He spoke to Christ on the road to Damascus in Acts the ninth chapter when he learned of Christ and then went into the city and obeyed the gospel of Christ. But Paul desired to know Christ, a deeper faith. This was not a one- or two-day matter to him, but a desire to know Christ increasingly, to root his faith deeper into Christ. The word know here, that I may know him or know Christ, is is used here as a means to recognize or to become acquainted with. In other words, a personal knowledge. It was a life for Paul. He knew that this was the way to live and that Christ was the answer for him. And it was every day that Paul desired to know Jesus Christ. Dear friends, when we think about how powerful the resurrection of Christ truly is, 
It's more than just a day that the religious world recognizes once a year as Easter. It is not a day, it is a desire brought forth from a decision. And upon the first day of every week, the church gathers together to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth, to celebrate His resurrection, to be thankful for what He has done for us, to remember His death each week in partaking of the Lord's Supper, to sing songs of praise unto Him, to pray through the Christ unto the Father, to hear the preaching of His Word, and, dear friends, to pray unto our Father. You see, dear friends, when we worship and we assemble, what a great joy that is, that we worship Him in spirit and in truth. But indeed, the resurrection of Christ is a 365, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week life. And Paul said, I want to know Him. I want to recognize and to become more acquainted with Him. I want to grow because the resurrection is powerful today. We're going to see the evidence of the power of Christ and how that power is applicable to us, how we can apply it to our lives and to see its impact from the Scripture. Before we do that, we're going to take a very quick break and allow our friend Jay Webb to tell you about our friends at HouseToHouse.com. We at International Gospel Hour appreciate our co-laborers at HouseToHouse.com an outstanding website with topic research, free materials, and an excellent media section. Check it out today at HouseToHouse.com. That's HouseToHouse.com. Dear friends, how powerful is the resurrection of Christ? It is so powerful that it is a message of its own, the gospel. Listen to 1 Corinthians 15, beginning with verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word which I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures." Later in verse 14, Paul said, And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. Dear friends, the preaching of the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we look at that text of 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4, we see the words, Preached, received, stands, saved, hold fast, and the word vain or empty. Dear friends, it is a powerful message, the powerful message, and it is a serious message. When you think about it, we are alive because death did not remain in that tomb. The message is so powerful that nothing else can touch it. No person ever died, was buried, was resurrected, and lives this day on the right hand of God, Hebrews 12 and verse 2. And he makes intercession for the saints of God, Hebrews 7 and verse 25. And he is also our mediator for the children of God, 1 Timothy 2 and verse 5. Yes, dear friends, the gospel is powerful because of its message, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. That's how powerful the resurrection is. It is the message of which we obey. May I share with you again another one. 
How powerful is the resurrection of Christ? Dear friends, it is so powerful, it is the only thing to allow one newness in Christ. Listen to Romans 6, verses 3 through 6. Paul said, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Dear friends, we are risen with Christ as Christians. That we note from Romans 6, 3-5. through 5. But as risen with Christ, we are buried with Him. One cannot be risen unless one is buried first. And if one is not raised with Christ, then one is still dead in his or her sins. Ephesians 2 and verse 1. From that passage, there's an older word in the King James Version that says quickened, meaning to produce and to preserve. Oh, that is beautiful. You see, the one that is alive in Christ Jesus has been produced and is preserved, can walk faithful and remain new in Christ. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Dear friends, again, if one is not raised with Christ, one is still dead. With all due respect, my friends, how the religious world can advocate salvation prior to one's baptism is to be alive in Christ before one is buried. Now think about it. Dear friends, you cannot bury a live person. Let's see that text again. When we're baptized into Christ, we're baptized into his death. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So when we are raised from the waters of baptism... It is then we walk in newness of life. We do not walk in newness of life as a live person, brand new, and then we're buried. It doesn't gel or make sense to bury a live person. As Jesus was dead in the tomb, he was resurrected. As we are united together in the likeness of his death, then we shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. We come forth alive as the old man of sin is crucified. Again, dear friends, how we can advocate salvation prior to baptism is to be alive in Christ before one is buried. But one can only be placed in Christ through baptism. Baptism is the only way into Christ. Dear friends, Romans 6, 3-6 has affirmed that, but Galatians 3.27 also says, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Dear friends, if we are saved prior to our baptism, then we acknowledge that we are putting on Christ. But if we cannot put on Christ until we are baptized, 
Well, dear friends, I think we can see the difference. Baptism is necessary. Have you been baptized for the remission of your sins? Someone might say, well, you believe in water baptism only. No, dear friends, unless one believes in Christ and is baptized, one cannot be saved. Mark 16:16. belief is of necessity. Repentance is of necessity, for Peter stated that before he told them to be baptized in Acts 2.38. We understand with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, Romans 10, verse 10. But the only way one can get into Christ Jesus according to the Scripture is Romans 6, 3-6 and Galatians 3.27. You see, the resurrection is so powerful that it allows us to understand where newness of life occurs and where newness of life is allowed. May we continue this wonderful study a little further. How powerful is the resurrection of Christ? Thirdly, it is so powerful that it supplies a strong faith within the Christian. I take us back again to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 14 that was mentioned earlier. The Bible says, And if Christ is not risen, well, dear friends, we know that He is, But let's listen to the verse. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty and your faith is also empty. Dear friends, there's no need for me to continue this broadcast nor for you to continue to listen to it. If Christ is not risen, ah, but he is. And verse 17 of 1 Corinthians 15 says, And if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile. You are still in your sins. Well, dear friends, Christ is risen. And to the Christian here at Corinth, they were no longer in their sins. Someone might say, well, were they baptized, Mr. Archie? Well, yes, they were, Acts 18 and verse 8. When they heard, they believed, and they were baptized, just like on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2. Dear friends, when we see one that is walking faithful for Christ, that's a faith that first looks above. In Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2, Paul said, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. You see, dear friends, we seek the things which are above. We set our mind on things that are above. And we are, when we are raised with Christ... Now, someone might say, well, were the Colossians baptized then? Yes, go back to Colossians 2 and verse 12. How they were buried with him by baptism, through the faith of the operation of God who had raised them from the dead. And, dear friends, yes, baptism is a work. It is a work of God, not a work of man, Colossians 2.12. They were raised with Christ. They were seeking the things which were above. They had their mindset on things above. May I submit to you also that not only a strong faith that looks above, but also a faith that, I like to say, lifts those around. Listen to Hebrews twelve, twelve and 13. Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down in the feeble knees, and make straight paths for your feet, so that which is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. We strengthen those the hands that hang down, the feeble knees. Dear friends, we're able to look above, we're able to look around. You combine that. Faithful living and faithful serving, dear friends, bringing forth the message that saved us through obedience 
and a message that will save others. It keeps us looking above and looking around for our faith to be strengthened, looking around for faith to be serving. What a wonderful thought about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Dear friends, we've discussed some things today concerning salvation. We have talked about the gospel message of which is preached. We've talked about being new in Christ Jesus through one's faith, one's repentance, one's baptism, and one's confession, and then one's baptism. We also acknowledge one must continue a faithful walk with Jesus Christ. When we're raised to walk in newness of life, then we walk new. Dear friends, have we talked about some things that have appealed to your heart and to your life? Dear friends, we want to share with you, and I mentioned earlier in our broadcast, a free study titled Victory in Jesus, a study that you can do in the privacy of your own home to learn about that wonderful victory in Christ Jesus when we are obedient to Christ. Dear friends, our J-Web is going to come, and then we're going to come back and study a little bit more, so stay with us. But our J-Web is going to share with you how you can receive your free study of Victory in Jesus. We are so thankful for you, our listeners, and your desire to know more about Christ. Our free study offer on this program is Victory in Jesus, a wonderful study booklet. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. That's it. Again, call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988. Please leave your name, address, and just say, Victory Study. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Victory Study in the message box. We appreciate our listeners and your interest in the things of Christ. And now, let's return to Jeff and our study. How powerful is the resurrection of Christ? Would you consider with me number four? It is so powerful. Let me try that again, dear friends. It is so powerful that it placed Christ as the head of the church. Listen to Ephesians 1, 19 through 23. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places? For above, or far above, all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And He put all things under His feet, and gave Him to be the head over all things to the church, which is... His body, the fullness of Him who fills all in all. Did you catch that, dear friends? Verse 20 of Ephesians 1, When He raised Him from the dead, what did He do? Well, God placed Him as the head of His church. Dear friends, when someone will ask, Who is the head of your church? We hope that you can answer why it's Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, when He promised to build His church in Matthew 16 and verse 18, Jesus said unto Peter, Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And Jesus indeed is the head of His church. That was able to be done because God raised Him from the dead, and He's on the right hand of the Father. The church to which the preaching of the resurrection... 
the obedience in the likeness of the resurrection and the faithfulness due to the resurrection. You see, individuals are added to that church, Acts 2 and verse 47. You see, people are not voted in by membership. Oh, no, friends. They are added to His church. Are you a part of the church of Christ? Are you a part of the church we read of in the New Testament this day? The resurrection was so powerful, it brought forth the church within the manifold wisdom of God before time began the eternal purpose of God, Ephesians 3, verses 8 through 12. Let's consider a fifth one. How powerful is the resurrection of Christ? It is so powerful, dear friends, it grants us the greatest hope possible, or as I like to say, the greatest hope here toward there. That's affirmed in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 19 of the hope that is in Christ. And you know, dear friends, as Paul states there, it is not only in this life that we have hope in Christ. Paul said, if that's the case, we are of all men most pitiful. We are sad. If all we have is hope in Christ living on this earth, how sad that would be. But no, there is something better because while we're here, that hope keeps us pressing onward. The Hebrew writer in Hebrews 6.19 calls it hope that is an anchor for the soul. I cannot recall where the location was in a trip that my wife and I took, but we were going through an old shipyard, and it was amazing to see the old anchors that were left behind, or the anchors that once served for those large, huge ships. Now, you look at that large anchor, it was massive. But when you put it up against some of the large ships, you wonder, how could, in contrast to the ship, that small anchor, if you will, keep that ship steady? Well, it's an anchor. It anchors to hold and to keep the spot. You know, I love to sing that old blessed hymn, We have an anchor that keeps the soul steadfast and sure while the billows roll. Fastened to the rock which cannot move, grounded firm and deep in the Savior's love. You see, Paul, or rather Peter, in 1 Peter 4.16 says that the Christian will suffer here. And we understand from 2 Corinthians 4, verses 16-18, through 18, the outward man will perish, but let the inward man be renewed day by day. Dear friends, think about all these wonderful, beautiful blessings and promises of hope and how hope keeps us pressing onward that are Christians. In John five twenty eight and 29, Jesus said, Marvel not at this, or don't be amazed, for the hour is coming in the which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. You see, when I have the right hope through the resurrection of Christ, then may the resurrection of life be before me. That's a great hope. It grants the greatest hope possible here, and it aims it toward there, or toward heaven, or toward eternity. What a beautiful thought as we study these things together today. And dear friends, I do not want to be part of the resurrection of damnation, to come forth from the grave, or when I die, that is my status. 
Nothing is going to change beyond the grave. While I am alive now, I have the opportunity to do the things that are right for God. Dear friends, let's think on these things and how powerful the resurrection of Christ truly is. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap up our studies here in just a few moments. But first, let's pause and listen to a few words about our YouTube channel and how you can subscribe absolutely free. For many years, you've heard us over the air and online. And now we're excited to announce you can see the International Gospel Hour program on our YouTube channel. A new episode is uploaded weekly, and feel free to view our other offerings as well. It is free to subscribe to the International Gospel Hour on YouTube. Again, please take some time to watch the International Gospel Hour on our YouTube channel. And be sure to click the subscribe button while you're there. It's free. Dear friends, again, how powerful is the resurrection? Well, as noted, it is the only message to obey the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, the gospel message. Dear friends, have you obeyed the gospel message? It is powerful because it allows a person through the resurrection to be baptized for sins to be forgiven. Have you been baptized for the forgiveness of your sins? It allows a person to be added to the church wherein Christ is the head. Have you been added to the church that we read of in the New Testament, the pre-denominational and non-denominational body? Dear friends, it allows a person to keep a faithful walk. Are you walking faithful? And do you embrace that hope that is only in Christ Jesus? Dear friends, if we can help you in any way in your study and your search for truth, Please let us know through our website at internationalgospelhour.com. Send us a message through our contact tab. Or we'd love to hear from you through our toll-free number at 1-855-IGH-6988. Dear friends, it's been a joy being with you today, and let's continue our studies together another time. Thanks for joining me on the broadcast from the International Gospel Hour. And dear friends, I'm Jeff Archie, and please keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.